Hello, everyone. You're listening to the last part of Battle Red Radio's 25-hour podcast, Apocalypse. Uh, we had a, a slight technical difficulty, but we are okay. We are back into back into it, and we have uh, exactly three hours left. And maybe everybody else want to go in for a little bit more. We'll just wait and see. Um, I know we'll try to see what we can do for the next 15 minutes. But I know at a minimum there is uh, there is some some I guess housekeeping, some questions that were asked. And one of which was was regarding uh, Eddie asked this earlier is what was Deshaun uh, Eddie Hassan asked me what was Deshaun Watson's cap hit going to be if he was to be traded, and it came out to a cap hit of twenty one point six million dollars. The Texans would have to eat because they had to eat his uh, his dead his dead money from his signing bonus, and so whenever you subtract his his actual contract and his guaranteed money. Actually comes out to a savings of five point six million dollars if the Texans were to trade him, and that portion of it uh, really surprised me. I didn't realize that the Texans would actually save five point six million dollars if uh, Watson was actually traded. I talked a little about talked a little bit about this in the article I wrote earlier this week about you know, my offseason plan for the Texans. If I was, if I were, if I were Nick Casario, and I'm not Nick Casario, nor will I ever be. I also had a question from. Houston Houdini, and he was wanting me to take a look at the Texans salary cap hits um, compared to their top overall players. And again, like this is my my favorite list ever. It's each cap hit for each player in their top eleven players or their top eleven players by uh, cap hit this year. Tunsil, and I can't stop saying this list. I can't stop thinking about it. Tunsil at nineteen point four million, Watson at fifteen point nine million, Cooks at twelve million. Merciless at 12 million, Cunningham at 11.4 million, Randall Cobb at 10.4 million, Bradley Roby at 10.2 million, David Johnson at 8.5 million, Benarji McKinney at 7.9 million, and uh, and so with those with those cap hits, and then if you rank them against whatever the the overall average yearly amount is at that position, Tensel's the second highest paid tackle in the league. Watson's the second highest paid quarterback. Cooks is the 12th highest paid wide receiver. Merciless is the 21st highest paid edge rusher. Zach Cunningham is the third highest paid uh, linebacker. Randall Cobb is the it's time for the 26th highest paid wide receiver. David Johnson, Bradley Roby is the 16th highest paid cornerback. David Johnson is the fourth highest paid running back. Benarjan McKinney is the 14th highest paid uh, linebacker. And then Eric Murray at 7.4 million is the 22nd highest paid safety. So not only the Texans have a bad roster, but they're also the they're also a roster that is expensive and uh, it doesn't really match the exact amount of a position. It doesn't really match. like And like not only they're expensive, but the talent doesn't really match what they get out of. And these are also players who are paid, you know, kind of at the max or in the upper half, upper third quarter or upper uh, third of, Average literary salary for you know all these players that are listed as well too. And again, like this list, I think is uh, is absolutely hilarious. And if you ever want to have a good idea of kind of like what each like how each team is built and like the talent and the ability of each team, I think a good way of checking is just going to you know each team's each player's cap it for that year and just kind of sort of the top ten. And I think it provides a good glance at you know where that team is at and and where they're going. Um, I guess the plan for the rest of tonight as well. Is I'll probably I'm gonna try call Sam back in here for a few more minutes. Uh, my good friend Taylor and I, who you know from you know our, by our weekly show that happens every single year, we're gonna play free agent friend finder and uh, come up with some good spots for free agents out there. And then seven o'clock, we're gonna try to wrap this thing up. We'll have Luke, we'll have a uh, Luke Luke on here. We'll have Rivers McCallum here. I think BFD is gonna call in. And then eight o'clock, uh, the big man himself Tim will call in. And we'll uh, we'll carry on and kind of finish and wrap this night up and uh, kind of go from the point that we've been at so far. So I know I know it's been a lot today over the last twenty four hours, and also I want to really like appreciate what everybody did last night by by staying on overnight. I I heard a little bit of Joe this morning. I talked to Carlos this morning. They did a really beautiful job, and I'm very impressed by everything everybody has done. The last thing is that. If you have a couple of dollars, whether it's a dollar, two dollars, whatever, a thousand dollars, whatever you have, uh, anything helps. If you can donate to the Cancer Research Institute, JJ Watts, 
Foundation, I think $9.99 is a good amount for that. And Deshaun Watson's foundation. Again, a little bit that you got uh, will be extremely helpful. And, you know, we're here to have a good time. We're here to uh, enjoy being, enjoying talking about the football team, our football team. And that's a, uh, a little bit of a bonus. And one of the reasons why we're here doing this 25 hour uh, podcast apocalypse as well, too. So um, I'm going to go ahead and add Sam back to the show. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, but we're back. And so I guess we have about seven more minutes and our good friend Taylor will call in. You can say hi to Taylor. Oh, what? Then, yeah, and Taylor and I are going to do a quick show doing some playing free agent friend finder. And I'm not leaving for that. I'm right? not leaving for that. It's, it's going to be too much madness. We can't – We got. We I can't to, leave for that. Yeah, you're going to Taylor. To. You're going to say hi. You're going to say hi. I'll say hi. You're going to say hi to Taylor. I cannot talk. I can also not talk and I can just say You can listen. You can stream it all through Twitch. You can, say hi, you can say hi to Taylor and we're going to play free agent friend finder because we're still trying can, to run – can me and Taylor can me and Taylor get two minutes together? No, it's gonna be madness. We still have to run. Uh, Please let me and Taylor get two minutes together. We're trying to run. No, we're not doing it. We're trying to run a, a professional football operation here. I agree. So I agree. Say hi, and we'll play uh, free Taylor. Trying to find her. Okay, Matt. All right, we signed Justin Britt, who's obviously your number one free agent. Who after Justin Britt do you want? Because I don't want anybody. I want to. I want to burn this thing to the studs. That's all I want. Uh, I my I think my favorite free agent is Cam Sims. I absolutely love Cam Sims. I six think, two and three quarters. He's, no, he's like he's like six he's, five. I mean, he's perfect. He is. He's what as a Texans fan we say. I need a receiver, and if I can get Deshaun in the fold, this guy is going to be a monster. He's the guy I can think could be a monster. Maybe I think the biggest thing with Sims is that like he's tall and he offers a a different set of skills that all the other wide receivers they have because like Houston's wide receivers are like short and fast and he has a big hit box and he's good after the catch and there's some possession ability. I think with his like age and the fact that he hasn't played a whole lot, um, I think like with the more consistent male play, he could be something a little bit more. But uh, it's a lot of projection. But I do like Cam Sims as like a a one year short term deal guy. Which is kind of indicative of what we'll expect from Houston this next free agency period. He he's definitely somebody I've thought about. Um, the other the other end is if like I'm in the running back circle uh, and I'm taking, aka any free agent running back that can run the football, other than what they have, because that's the one thing where I'm just like, bro, of all the positions you have, why are we not? signing any type of running back other than David 3.2 yard to carry Johnson or Dontre I'm the fourth running back in Cleveland Hilliard or I mean it, it, buddy I don't know how to run a football howl like he like it, it doesn't make sense in any light and that's the team they are is that they don't make sense so we have to we have to accept that but like Literally, the the whole thing of like, uh, we have these running backs we want to hire, but don't even know what they know how to do. It's maddening, bro. Like it, like I've watched the worst. Basically, since Arian Foster left, I've watched nineteen of the worst running backs, and really, it's five. But nineteen of the worst running backs play football because the best. Running back they had in the last six years, other than Lamar Miller, was Duke Johnson, and they don't know how to use him. They literally are like, hey, bud, let's run up the middle. You're an outside zone back, but guess what you're going to do? You're going to do a 34 or a 36. Like, you're running the farthest outside that you can and mm -hmm. not even trying to compensate. Like, it, it hurts me so bad that they even tried it. Yeah. I I've, I've, I guess it was last summer I looked up a bunch of Lamar Miller numbers and the same outride something and nobody really, I guess, cared about Lamar Miller that much, so I didn't do it. But uh, just the fact like he went from like top 10 in DVOA in back-to-back years to uh, probably one of the most inefficient running backs in football and gained some weight was a, a really good example of the failures of the Bill O'Brien era as well too. Because like he was like a David Johnson – you know, caliber back in like, you know, 2017 or whatever, as far as, you know, like a really electric running back who could, you know, create a bunch of big plays. A really good, like, mid zone I, back as well. I mean, too, great in the past. I think game. he, 
And then they had I think he was top seven in the league during that like last two years. Like if you really look at the roster that O'Brien and the rest of the the Cuck bunch happened to pull together, like 2016 defense of the Texans is legitimately the best defense of the last 10 years. Like it's not like I want to say it's not close, and I know it is. But like 2016 Houston against New England, whenever they were like, we think we have the idea, and then they don't. Like that team was so good, and nobody talks about how incredibly amazing that team was. That team was so stupid. And then you talked about it. I did a whole. If you go to my Twitter. Like inside, you say 2016 Brock Osweiler around. Like this guy, if he just doesn't suck, this team's going to the 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 Super Bowl because that's how good they were. And he was so bad that the team literally couldn't even go to the Super Bowl. They like they got to that game and they were leading leading at halftime, and they couldn't even handle the second half of New England being like, we don't even know what to do. We have Tom Brady, and we can't even score. But somehow the Texans were so stupid that that team scored and they lost. What was it, thirty-four to sixteen or whatever it was? Well, it was also, so I bad. Mean, New England also. I mean, they were up at halftime. I think like seventeen-three. Uh, yeah, they, what happened they were. in the game was Deion Lewis had the the big touchdown, the big kickoff return yeah. touchdown. Deion Lewis eviscerated Menard McKinney on the flat, uh, and Namor Dak had one great throw and he hit Will Fuller in the end zone for. I dropped it right in the bread basket. It was like a hole in the bottom. I just of the watched it in my head. Will like never adapted that game is the only reason they lost because Will Fuller, like regardless of that, he was a first year receiver or whatever. He beat whoever he he drug over the middle. He beat them so bad he was ahead by ten yards. All you had to do was literally say, "Just don't fuck it up." Sorry, and he did. My my son's in the room. He you're really hurting his ears right now with all these. I am, I am, and I'm sorry, but that was how bad it was. Is that they literally said, "This is all you have to do, Will. Just run under it. All you got to do is run under it." It's the many times that we've gone to the river. All you got to do is jump in your tube. All you got to do is get in the tube. If you can't do that, you're gonna hit a rock of rocks. Will Fuller hit so many rocks that day. It did not matter. I just I just remember that one. And the other thing about the really the thing that hurt most about that game was uh, was AJ Bouye had that awesome pick. It didn't uh, matter. Uh, ben that was amazing. Had some really, and then the other thing they did too, I think, I was uh, defensively Romeo Cornell put both of their you know, linebackers as zero techniques and rushed against the center. And like uh, Merciless had a really good spin move to create some pressure. McKinney has a few good blitzes as well. Need a phone charger as that really uh, as that spinner. Um, kind of role that you see with Darius Smith along Green Bay nowadays too, and that was another really cool thing that they used to be able to limit New England and create interior pressure right away to get pressure on Tom Brady. Like again, like it's hard for kind of like statue limited mobility quarterbacks to deal with interior pressure because they can't step up at all, or and they can't seep you know right or left to to exit. And like Eddie mentioned too, Clowney was incredible that game, and that was the best defense the, the Texans ever had. Was that sixteen defense? I see a plug in somewhere. Um, both offensively and then both defensively as well too. I see a plug in somewhere. So I I know I wrote something I guess like I don't know two years ago two two Christmases ago and I sat down and uh, and went through and watched watched every single New England Texans game over the course of like the whole decade leading up to their game against the Patriots. Right at the end of the decade in 2019, the first time they beat them since they beat them for the first time, I guess, in you know, 2008. And that week 17 game, that didn't really matter at all because they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, and went back and watched through them all, kind of went through this whole exercise. And it wasn't very much fun. It was uh, it was difficult. It was hurtful. It took a it took a long time to go through. And I, I read the whole article. It was beautiful. It was brutal. An emo album. Yeah, it was a, it was fun to go back through it, and it felt good for them to finally beat. Uh, New England, I do think that was the best win in Bill Bryan's career was being New England in 2019 in December as a jumping off point to, of course, you know, lose it, lose to the Chiefs in the divisional round as well. I think that was the last great moment of the Bill O'Brien franchise. Uh, and, like, it sounds stupid, but, like, I was in Vegas when they were up 24 nothing. Me, Schmitty, like, the whole gang – 
we're, you know, the whole other gang that's other than what we know, other than our fantasy football league. And we're all in Vegas. They're at 24. And I remember walking downstairs at the bar we're at in Vegas. This is January, whatever day it was, midday. And I walk downstairs and I ripped the heater. I'm, I'm just ripping this SIG. And I'm just going, there's no way we win this football game. I don't know what it is, but there's no way we win. We walk back upstairs. That first touchdown happens. The DeAndre Carter DTS uh, moment happens of the whole game. And everything at that moment, I just go, we were never going to win this football game. Like, as bad as I wanted it, it was never going to happen. Like, that's really what it was, is that I watched the worst moments of all football happen, and it it was never going to happen. Like, and I love this football team. Like, I want them to succeed always. But really, as we've talked about, and me and you, as great friends, have talked about, we're never going to be happy with this team. We won't be happy with this team until they're 16-0 in the Super Bowl. Like, whoever it is, like, uh, I mean, 38-5 as far as TD interceptions, like, 5,500 yards somehow, like, the best team possible, no yardage. Like, it's never going to happen. Like, I want this to happen more than anything, and it it, it isn't. It is never going to happen, and I really – I don't know how to feel about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of past the point of, like – like, I just want to watch – I just care about, like, the games being fun and interesting and entertaining more so than – you know, like kind of like the win-loss stuff. Um, and it's because yeah. one of those things that has kind of changed I've gotten older. Eddie mentioned a great game, too, against New England, that Week 3 2018 game where Deshaun Watson broke out against New England. And I forgot about the Coward field goal. They, they what happened the in that game? Did that we game. still lose, right? We still lost? Eddie, did Eddie point out we still lost? Yeah, Tom Brady just picked apart their cover four defense no. and hit like Corey, – Corey Moore dropped an interception yeah, in like the 23 before, yard line. Before, yeah, but all the plays led up to that was just cover four defenses where – he just kind of oh, it's bad. It's so it's so bad. Like that, that's the problem. Is like people want to like. It's what Chris said last night. Is that people literally lose their minds over this football team? Like I'm not there anymore. I'm I'm at oh. Because it is that painful. Is that I, you remember the Raiders game at my house in college? It's twenty. It was twenty thirteen, I think, when they had that Raiders game. Shop through that pick. I don't. I don't know Do if remember I was that? over there for. I just remember the end of that game where he overthrew Andre Johnson in the back of the end zone, and they had a divorce on the sideline, and, and they picked it. It, it felt very yeah. No, there was no, no exception. He just overthrew him in the back on fourth down. They lost to Matt McGloin. I mean, water. Water is wet, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that was just Matt Schaub, is that – but that one in 20, 2013, <laughs> it was like week five against the Raiders, and we were at my, my house in college, you know, just like watching this game. And we are like, we're going to win this game. This was before Carr got there. This was before every of it. And they still lost the game somehow because he did that pick with like at the three-yard line. And you're just like, this team in ever will never win a Super Bowl. Like, I won it more than anything. They're never gonna do it. I think. Like, I think, they the, have I think just, the funniest thing about that, that game that, that Eddie Eddie men, mentioned in the chat was that Al Davis died two days before that game, and so is the Al Davis Memorial game for the yeah for the for the Oakland Raiders as well too. Whenever that happened, Matt McGloin had the Holy Spirit in him to. And that's the Texans. And that's the Texans, dude. It's just like, like it's what happened when I like thought about. Uh, Everyone was like, oh, the Texans, like, it's over. Like, somebody, like Bob died or whoever. And it was just like, bro, this is Houston football. Like, this is a team that wants to go 3-13 and 13 every year. This is a city that, like, you're like, yeah, we're behind it. And they're going to go 4-12. and 12. They're going to go 5-11. and 11, And we're never going to be where we need to be. Like, that's the Texans. And Deshaun's here, and we have him. But do you really think he's going to play again? Like, I want him to play. Do you I think, think he's going to play? I think they're going to trade him. But, like, I, I, I trade him. 
I was I was telling Steph now, what you said. How mu- how much is the cap hit on Deshaun if we trade him? Well, like I I told you several times earlier, they actually save five point six million dollars this year if they trade him. They do, but they're still going to have dead money into next year, right? No, they would save. Five, they trade him? No, they would save five point six million dollars. There's not a dead money issue. Also is it because him. of the so you because pay, they gave him the twenty seven million already? Well, yeah, they already paid a good portion of it last year. You you pay the prorated bonus, which is twenty seven million. So you take a twenty seven million dollar hit. You have to pay the guaranteed money portion of the of the contract, just the bonus money. So then, whoever trades for him has to take on the bonus okay. portion of that contract. So they, I was confused about it too, but I looked it up earlier. So That's if you asked about, they would say five. Yeah. So it makes, I mean, well, like they can trade him. I mean, that's good, but even in the end, it's still it it's still a loss. Even if they do it, like yeah, you get five six back, but like you're already negative anyway. So like you trading as what Chris said, it's like he's been waiting his entire life for anybody since Warren Moon, and I only want Warren Moon like that type of like level. But go back and look at Warren Moon's stats. Like the dude never threw more than like what 23, 24 touchdowns. It was also like, a while he was game. with the Oilers. It was. It, was, it, was, it, it absolutely it was, was. It was impossible to complete a pass back then. It's hilarious. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, everybody was getting murdered, so I mean, it was fine. You know, we had a we had a regular like New York City like summer of Sam there in the NFL for a while. But I mean, my whole thing is just like okay. Like we're waiting for this guy, and I'm here for him, and I only, only want him to be my quarterback. But guess what's going to happen? Like the whole media narrative, everything since then is basically like, get this guy out of here. He doesn't need to be here. He doesn't want to be here. But in the end of the day, he needs to be here because why, in any sense of the term, would we release him or send him somewhere else without? A massive amount of compensation. Taylor, come in here. Defend me. Just be here for me on this. Because Deshaun leaving <laughs> is the worst possible situation that we could ever have. Strictly because he's that good. And I know you want him bad as your Cowboys quarterback because your owner doesn't realize how great Dak is. <laughs> and what are you talking also about? you don't either. All right. What are you Sam, talking about? We have a quarterback coming. His name's Russell Wilson. Have you not heard of the magician? Oh, okay. Oh my God! What are we talking about, baby? All right, Sam. So before Man, I'm not becomes, leaving. I can't. Yeah, I have power over this. So say hi to Taylor. We had a good time. We got play. We got to get the same back. Can we get four minutes? Tonight. Can we get four minutes real quick? No, we only got thirty-five minutes. We got. Can play. we get four minutes? No, we only got thirty-five minutes left. Say hi to Taylor. We gotta play this game. Taylor, we try to finish tonight. Taylor, strong and powerful. Yeah, Taylor, that's a good hat you have on, by the way. Oh, dude, you have um, no idea. I talk two. about it every single day. Taylor, two. Cut Zeke or not? Give me it. You cut him. Give me rid of Fat Boy. I don't even care. All right, you got, you got one more. I don't even have to think about that. Bye bye. You got one more. If you had to cut, who's the linebacker? Uh, Jalen Smith, cut him or not? No, I you like Jalen. Jalen only gets paid like eleven million dollars a year. Yeah, you can't cut him either. Jalen gets paid for not sacking the quarterback. Jalen gets paid for trying. Okay, that man tries. What am I going to say that he's not giving it his all? Zeke is not trying. Zeke can go to hell. But nah, man, come on. He's out. Right. Neither is Amari. Amari. Amari's just cashing checks, homie. All right, Sam. Oh, well, that's easy. Say, Amari's just there say, to look pretty. Say, say bye to Taylor. Give him a kiss, and we'll talk Taylor, soon. Taylor, you're wearing a hat that I think is oppressive, and I gave, and you deserve, because it's my truck. Matt, I love you, and I love your baby already, even though it hasn't been born yet. <laughs> giant baby. Friend, she's special for putting up with you. Tell Meg Taylor that she's impressive. And I'm sad that you're letting me go. Honestly, I don't want to leave. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Matt, I love you guys. Love you too. Later. All right. 
So we had, Sam got to get out some Bill O'Brien hatred. Got like he juiced out his heart, and that was good. Uh, so we have 33 minutes to play NFL free agent friend finder, and I know we kind of want to do the show a few times, and then we got two more hours after that to kind of uh, end things to finish this 25 hour podcast apocalypse with some Texas talk, which is something that you love very much. So who's your who? Give me your first free agent friend finder. Of course, this is. Uh, my good friend Taylor and anime boy lover sixty nine sixty nine. So anime boy lover three though. I'm not sixty nine sixty nine. I'm three. Sixty nine's too much. Who were the other two? You think? I don't know. With that, the idea. <laughs> are they your friends? You there's, there's exactly three of y'all out there. I don't have any friends. We both know this. I just here to look homeless, but I don't do anything. I just have to get yelled at all day long for seven and a half hours. It's been awful. It's just been horrible. Well, this is a good time now. So who's your who's your first free agent friend finder you got? Who's the first hot local in the area you have for a team? So the one that I have would probably be the Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts. And the only reason why I want to talk about it is because I don't really get it. I mean, do you really think that they're going to be moving up with Jacoby Brissett versus Carson Wentz? Is it just because, was it the head coach? Hey, I'm going that far. But is the head coach because of him and Wentz, they have like a holding hand history, that that's why then they're believing that Wentz is going to have another career year again? I I think it's like there's no upside with Jacoby. Like, you know what Jacoby is. But you know kind of what Wentz is. I mean, but he still had at least like one – sort of MVP caliber season until he tore his knee, you know, at least like there is the lure of some sort of greater potential. You know what I mean? Like there's at least a lure of something better there. Whereas Jacoby, you're like, yeah, I know Jacoby. He's a slightly below average, you know? I just, I don't think that you're going to get a better record. I'll put it to you this way. Do you think that the Indianapolis Colts are going to have a better record than what they had this year? I think it'd probably be about the same. See, I don't even think that. I don't even think it's going to be good at all. I don't know. I just I don't know. It's they're they're such a high variance team because of Wentz in a way because he was the least valuable quarterback in football this year last year. Well, I agree. And if he would have kept going, then it would have been record awful, which would have been funny and something that we all deserved. And it's funny because the Eagles didn't have the chance to really enjoy having um, Jalen Hurts on a rookie contract because they're paying all that money for Carson Wentz to play Indianapolis this year too. So they can't really build around Jalen this season. They have to wait until next season to try to do that. Well, and that's kind of what I even found it so funny about with them too is so, so Matt, let me get this straight here. The Philadelphia Eagles had a, had a, a decision to make where it was Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz. We're on your side, Wentz. Yeah, we're getting rid of Doug. Bye. <laughs> and then it's like Wentz is like, no, no, no. I don't want – no, no, You guys can go to hell. Like I don't want anything to do. It's like, whoa, whoa, we got rid of the problem. No, screw you. So I'm kind of thrown off on Philly's decision where I'm going to ask you two different parts here. Do you think they regret not keeping Dougie P and just getting rid of Carson Wentz? My other question do you think Jalen Hurts is ready? Do you think that he's actually going to be able to show something or no, this is going to be just kind of a four and 12 team? See, for, for Jalen kind of is like Tua with me. Like, I don't have enough of an uh, opinion. No, I like him better than Tua. That's easy. I just, I don't have a good, I haven't watched him play enough. You know, they only played a few games last year. They were backups. They, they haven't had like a full environment built around him yet. So I don't have like a big feel for either one of them. I think the Peterson, the Peterson thing is weird just because it felt like they fired him to keep Carson Wentz around. And then all of a sudden they trade Carson Wentz anyway. So I'm not exactly sure um, what occurred from that portion of it. But I, I, it's funny because they just got Frank Reich's understudy to come in and re-coach in Philadelphia. And it's like maybe they felt like Frank Reich had more to do with the offense than Peterson did. And I think Peterson expanded upon it all. But the whole, the whole thing in Philadelphia, I'm not close enough to have a, a good feel for it. But the whole thing stinks. It's very weird. It's very strange. That's what I mean. There has to be some more drama behind it. You don't get rid of both of them when it's – I've never heard of, well, they don't like each other, so we're just going to get rid of both of them. Who, whoever makes that decision, it's usually, oh, they don't like each other. You have to then decide. They chose, and then somehow they still ended up giving the guy that they wanted to keep. It's just – I don't really expect Philly to be anything, but that kind of makes me really happy. 
And when it comes to Indianapolis Colts, everything's about you and your Dallas. Everything Dallas. is about me. What have you not <laughs> seen, like or heard every anything I say? I am the most important person to you. Whenever your ginormous baby comes, I better be still number one. Yeah, very good. Well, I think you're, you're right now. You're like seventh though, after your poor showing last weekend. What do you mean after my poor showing last weekend? I was fine. <laughs> well, oh god, I'll, I'll leave it at that. All right. So, do you like Wentz in Indianapolis? Like, is this a good spot you think for places Wentz could have gone? No, no, it's a good spot at all. Is I there really a good don't spot like. For, is there a good spot for Wentz? I would say okay. So, I would say that if you're saying if I'm Wentz, is this the best spot for me? Yeah, sure. I'll probably take that bet. As far as the team goes, no, that's not a good spot at all for him. I think the best spot for Carson Wentz, just so you can get the true punishment, but then learn the correct way, is the Patriot way. And you oh, okay. go and you you go be with Bill. It's interesting that Bill was like, nah, we don't want that. <laughs> he doesn't nah, want that. He's like, that's what I mean. It's like, we've heard something. I don't want that. Uh, so I had a change of heart. So my first one here, I had a change of heart. I know whenever we talked about for the Super Bowl, we did like a short little awards thing, and it was like our you know our favorite spot. Um, I changed my mind about Jadavion Clowney to the Los Angeles Rams. You know where I went Clowney now? Where you want him on the Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals? So, because the main reason why is that we only had one really great JJ Watt, Jadavian Clowney season, and that was in 2018. It was a lot of fun. Uh, they worked really well together. I know Watt, all reports like Watt doesn't particularly like love Clowney, maybe like he's not, he doesn't practice hard enough for Watt or whatever it is. Uh, but I do want to, I do want at least one more year of Watt and Clowney. And I think Clowney, because it's probably only sound like a one year, like six million dollar contract, maybe if that, you know. I couldn't see him getting more than six million or maybe seven million at most, but it's a, even a crunch cap, so even that may be pushing it. So I think Arizona can always use more pass rushers. Um, they may cut Chandler Jones as well too. I think Clowney on a cheap contract would be a good solution for them, and they play like a really aggressive, aggressive high blitzing defense. And again, I just want another year of Juan Clowney. Just give me one more of those. I do want to say this though. I'm going to give a little bit of a different opinion here. Do you like as if I'm a Houston fan, I'm not really offended by what JJ did. And in fact, I'm not even upset. I'm a little bit happy because JJ came out and said, oh, I want to win a ring. That's kind of like an insult to Houston. Oh, this, this and this. I'm going to go to the team I want, blah, blah, blah. Okay, sure, JJ. Bye bye. He goes to Arizona. Okay. That's not what this is then. Well, and then you look at the contract and you're like, Oh, he's getting paid what fifteen million dollars? So, yeah, he's pretty much in the same contract he was getting in Houston. Yeah, uh, Matt, he's not worth that anymore. So I'm saving myself money by not having to pay that man. He went out for the contract and the money and where he would feel comfortable with and who his BFFs are. He didn't go there and win a championship. Kyler Murray is not going to win a championship next year. I can guarantee that. And if I look like an idiot, I don't really care. Because <laughs> I don't think that he's going to be able to win. I like it. And also, who's going to come get you if you're wrong? Nobody is. Who cares? No, you know what? And that's not true. The millions of followers that we have, seriously, they come after anime boy lovers all the time. Can you, Our stream right now, count. we're at 6 million streams right now. It's incredible. It's this is insane. This, the, the the outpouring, the money we've raised for we raised for charity, it's been incredible. I I'm completely uh, shocked by how much of a difference we've made this weekend over the course of these 25 hours. The fundraiser, I made that very clear. F U N. Yeah, give her the D. This is a fundraiser. It's not a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser. Uh, exactly. So oh. the next the next one I have here. I want to touch on one more thing with Arizona yeah. though. I mean. Do you think that even with Jadavion Clowney, are they a contender for you? With Clowney, Arizona? Yeah. I mean, it really depends on what can Cliff Kingsbury do for this offense. Their offense last year was Kyle Murray scrambles, and it was DeAndre Hopkins. I've, I've said this sentence like five times today. And DeAndre Hopkins' Sorry. quick out routes against off-fan coverage. Like that was their offense. And uh, unless, Kyle Mur unless Cliff Kingsbury can you know, evolve this offense kind of like Matt LaFleur did this year, and find another level to it, uh, whether it's being more balanced or creating a better deep passing attack or creating more open throws instead of running so much isolation stuff and you know, crappy screen passes. Um, I think that's the only chance they have to be like a Super Bowl caliber team next year. I think it's a whole bunch of nonsense, and I think they have no shot. 
Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I thought Green Bay didn't have a shot either, and they went 13-3. and and It's like different, though. I hate him, but still, I mean, I, it's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, I, I watched Magic Mike. Olivia Munn, she dumps him out, man. Have you seen it before? No, I never, I've never seen it, and I'm just going to throw this out there. Magic Mike is not a chick flick whatsoever. There is truly four scenes with strippers in it, and they're lasting 30 seconds. Otherwise, the movie is The Wrestler, man. Ooh, it's just okay. – yeah, it's depressing. There's oh, no happiness. It's not a love story. Women were lied to. I love The Wrestler so much. Dude, it so, resembles it. All right, the next one I got here. Are you ready? I have okay. Yannick Ngakwe to the Carolina Panthers. And, like, it's not that I particularly, like, super love Ngakwe. I think he's, like, a good pass rusher. He's not, like, a $15 million a year pass rusher. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if he signs, like, a really long-term contract or not. But Carolina has, like, 30-plus million dollars in cap space. They have a really good young defense. But I think, like, with him, Brian Burns, Derek Brown, uh, Eder Grossmatos, and they kind of have some, like, kind of weird, like, um, defensive tackles that are, like, way down the depth chart that I always – I can only remember if I'm looking at the depth chart – or the roster numbers. Uh, I think Ngakwe is a really good fit. Also, I think he looked really, really cool in Carolina too. And the black and the silver and the teal. I think it's a good spot for Ngakwe. I love it. I was going to say, do you kind of like it more than anything because he'd be able to teach like some of the younger studs? That I think he'd be a little more... bit too. I think that, I think like he can expand upon like Bruce Maldos and uh, I think he can help teach like, you know, Brian Burns, like a jump rip move, a jump, uh, a jump rip move. And a lot of this stuff too about like, Ngakwe, like he didn't like Jacksonville. A lot of guys didn't like Jacksonville, but there's never been anything about like Ngakwe not playing hard or Ngakwe being like a bad team or anything like that. Like everybody seems to have liked him. It just didn't work out in Minnesota because they were bad and they were able to get some draft capital out of it. No, and that's completely fair. And like what I'm even mentioned asking you, I just like it because it's more of the individual having some veteran experience. I mean, I don't even think he's that old, but it's still having somebody that's kind of been in around the league. So then you could be able to teach some of the younger guys kind of how to be able to play the game. Because with Carolina, it just seems like it's inexperienced in some cases where they truly have shots at game and then they kind of just blow it in the end. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really going to blame Teddy on this because you're asking Teddy at some times to put up 40 points. And it's like, I like Teddy and all, but come on, who do you think you have there? I, I, well, I think that's kind of part of it though. We talked about it recently. Uh, I don't know if it was last week's show or one, one pretty recently, but the fact that they went, they were like, I think one in six or one in seven and one score games. And those usually kind of balance out year yeah. to year. It's like, I want to see Teddy and Carolina one more year. And I don't think they're going to let it happen. I think the owner's super aggressive. Wait, they're what? Their owner doesn't want to have no year. What do you mean it's not going to happen? Come on. He deserves one more. That was I, him I, and I McCaffrey so being out. What are we yeah. talking about? I think so too. I think they may be a team that may trade up from eight to three or eight to oh two to try to draft a quarterback as well. Because the owner's like, well, we got to get somebody. We got to. I think the Jets at three and them at eight, it's a good good spot for a trade up. And I think that's gonna, a very big possibility if they can't trade for Watson. Tell you the truth, after what Dak showed last year, I'd rather have Teddy than Dak at this point. I think Teddy would look cute in Dallas. Okay, I'm not even going to lie. Dak was awful. No matter what everybody remembers about that man, it was terrible. I'd rather have Teddy come and play than watch those first four games of last season again. Um, so the the other one I have here, I guess I got one last one. I'll ask you another one. I, I this one's kind one. this one's kind of boring. You ready? Yeah, what you got? Allen Robinson to the Indianapolis Colts. They lost. They're going to lose T. Y. Hilton this year probably. Michael Pittman, I think, would be like a good like number two possession receiver. Even though he wasn't much of a downfield there, a lot of stuff he did was kind of like short crossing routes. I think Allen Robinson's a complete overall wide receiver. I think a lot yeah, of people agree with that. I think he'd be a slam dunk kind of spot for the Colts. I got something for you. What do you do you agree with? Because let's talk about, since I'm Gossip Girl here, we got to talk about the drama and the reality TV show. What do you think of Pittman and doing what he did with Wentz? Do you agree with that where Wentz coming up being like, hey, you have number 11 and Pittman pretty much, dude, go to hell, go away. That was kind think, of weird because I think it's, also I can't remember who it was, but one of the wide receivers, they came out and they said, uh, Pittman, that's the dumbest thing that you could say because, oh, it was AJ. We love him. AJ Brown. He came out and he said 
that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why would you ever come off the bat and insult the man that's giving you the ball or that's supposed to be giving you the ball? You're supposed to be wanting to take care of that man so then you get the touches you need. But A.J. Brown tweeted that out. I thought that was pretty funny. Hmm, that is interesting. I mean, I think it's like it's he was here before Carson. Uh, Carson is Carson Wentz. He's not Tom Brady. Yeah, I think that's the difference lie, between the two. But who cares? Pittman, that's kind of a dickhead thing to do. It's not nice. It's not being a very yeah, good teammate. Yeah, it's but exactly. I think from like a pecking order sort of thing, like, I don't know, Carson was bad last year. I don't know if he necessarily deserves the number. And uh, I think Pittman was there before too. By the way, if I'm Carson, everyone already thinks I'm bad. I'll sacrifice a year to just not throw Pittman the ball for making those comments. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and by the way, that brings up your point, which AR-15. All right. I do kind of like that when it comes to the Indianapolis Colts. I just... I don't know, man. Carson Wentz is awful. Well, and, and, and the Colts have like $42 million in cap space this offseason, too. They always have a ton of cap space. Their problem is that they've never been able to have a quarterback the last two years. You can kind of get them past that spot. I still laugh and think about Phillip Rivers having a 13 play, 36-yard drive. Oh, my God. Oh my God. He got to the 40-yard line. Oh, my God. 40-yard line. Then he couldn't do anything. And then we just watched it while it just suffered. It was just the worst thing to ever see. Yeah, it was, it was very funny. Uh, so who's it? Who's it? What's a free agent spot that you have? What's your next one? Russell Wilson. Because right, I don't well, understand. I don't understand this, Matt. You you have to actually, and I. This really why I want to talk about now, just because of Dallas, because obviously, and why not? But I want to ask you, how does a team that designed everything around a certain player not make that certain player happy? Where how is there a Again, I'm Gossip Girl here, so I have to know. How is there a conflict with Pete Carroll and the Suns? Like, how is this the first time anyone's hearing that? What Do you know anything more? Do your insider sources tell you something that I don't know? No, I, I try to text my sources about the Russell Wilson stuff, and uh, nobody really had any much information for me at all in this go-around. You know, I don't, I don't have very many close ties up in the Seattle area, though. All I have to do, I will trade you Amari, I will trade you Dak, I will trade you this year's first rounder, and I'll give you next year's second rounder. We're done. I think, two, I think two first round picks so you have to give up for Russell. I would do it. I would do it. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Um, so Taylor, we also had one more special guest uh, for you who had some he had something very important that he wanted to tell you as well. But he's a special guest. I guess he's a he's a dumb child, doesn't know how to work his screen. Hey. Oh, it looks like Michelle. Is that Michelle? Yeah, his camera's not on, so he doesn't get to join. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he had a very he had a very important oh, oh. here we go. Yeah. All right, so here let's hear let, let's hear your big football analysis. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Michael, what camera are you using? Why is it so clear? He looks really good right now. Yeah, why is it so clear? Hey. Sorry, just you guys. What, are what do you mean? Oh, are we poor? <laughs> Good hey, God! Yeah, we look fortunate. homeless. You're look at this, Matt. Look you're at this. Fortunate. You're not as fortunate as me. You know. You know. Y'all have that San Antonio internet connection. Oh my God! <laughs> wow. You have. You have. It's racist. Know. Hey. All right, so let's 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 hear it. Let's hear your big football idea that you. Well, it's it's not now. much. You know, it's just something that I've been pondering. For the past um, couple, a long of time. Every time it's about football, this is your big idea. Well, this is your I, chance. I will say, I, I'm I'm not a, a football connoisseur like y'all. You know, um, I don't I hate football. I don't really know too much about the sport other than you know the superficial things that the the corporatists and the media they want you to believe, right? So let, let me break this down for you, okay? What is going on right <laughs> now? <laughs> let, let, me, let me break this down for you, okay? We all know sports are rigged. Okay, it's all just a marketing, marketing to, to generate publicity. And where's to, Alice oh, going? Oh, what hold Wonderland? On, hold on, hold on. To generate ratings. I didn't know we invited Larry Johnson to this. <laughs> hold on, hey, hey, let me let me finish. All right, so to generate ratings and to to make make uh, Jerry Jones even richer. All right, but he's he's failed in this, and this is why he's failed. And I'll explain to you why he's failed. The NFL only lets the best-looking quarterbacks succeed. Look at the power ranking list. Okay. 
Okay. I got a list. I got a list. Right, let's, okay. let's, hear right. list. let's hear the list. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you even say your list, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is a good looking guy. He is a um the he is in essence the melting pot of America. What? I don't even know what that means. I don't want to have you elaborate on that. All <laughs> I know is he's not the best looking guy. He's what good is looking. It? He's like Steph Curry, you know? They're, they're yeah, but hey, look, let me break this down. Steph Curry's better looking than him. I can easily say it now with corn rolls, but with the shape Curry, little boy Curry, oh my God, who doesn't uh, love that uh, man? Give me out, give me out. Tom Brady has anime boy how, lover. How many? How many championships does Tom Brady have? Six, seven, 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 seven. When this happened? Best, best looking quarterback in the NFL. All right, let's say Russell Wilson, NFL champion. Is he, is he second best looking quarterback? Well, I have, what we're doing. Are we rating who's the hottest right now? Well, is compa- this what the segment it, has turned into? Is who's the hottest? All right, if we're playing this game, I'll play. I, I compared it to the power rankings, and it made sense, right? So you have – well, it was a little wrong, obviously. You know how to go off the season, you know. So you got to look, look, this is not an order, okay, because I'm not an expert on, you know. Matt, you know why his order doesn't make any sense? Who is the best rookie this year? Justin Herbert. Who's the ugliest guy you've seen? No, Justin's beautiful. Justin's not beautiful. Yeah, I saw doing it. He ain't that bad looking. Oh, what are we talking about? Okay. He just needs, like, right. he just needs, you know, he's young. He just needs two more Patrick years. Patrick Mahomes is better looking than that man. That man's not a good looking dude. Yeah, but Patrick Mahomes is better than Herbert is. Case in point. Look, Wait, are we sure <laughs> on this? Are yeah, we sure on this? Hear me I don't on. know. Maybe if you give Herbert um, Tyreek Hill. Huh? What's gonna happen then? What about some Kelsey? Ooh, how about, how you about think some, you would like that? How about let's some, get back to the list. All right, I, I'm on a time Yeah, let's right. get on the oh, hottest street here. Let's get on the list here. I don't have time to to do this whole night. Okay, so this is not in order, but just look. Hear me out. All right, compared to the power rankings, I've looked. So I would say the list pretty much goes like you got Tom Brady, you got Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Tannehill, and you have Dak. Drew Brees ain't even that good looking. Hey, he's just an older guy. That's it. He's not good looking. Yeah, he's Drew's not good. Yeah. Drew. But Drew also yeah, wasn't Drew's very good. Drew's not a good looking guy. Yeah, but he was, look, also, he wasn't guy. very good. He's better he's looking than Drew Brees. Are we being serious right Fine, now? The preference, the preference isn't there. Okay, but look, hear me out. Hear me out. And then the Where's middle, it? in the middle of the pack, you got you know Philip Rivers and Baker Mayfield and Kirk Cousins. Not the, not the best looking guys. Kirk is better looking than Brees. All right, yeah, well, but, but I think Kirk's going to get into the, to, to the details here. And then look at the end of the list. You got Sam Darnold. I don't <laughs> this this guy, hey. Because he has red hair. It, so you're against redheads. Mike That's great. Mike, That's great, Matt. Great special guest. Mike Glennon? Mm, I don't know about him. <laughs> what about Josh Allen? Where's Josh Allen fit in this? Is this really what you wanted to do? If he puts Josh Allen in top five, this is all you nah, wanted him for, nah, was just nah. to say Josh Allen's the hottest. No, nah, he ain't. No, nah, no. Nah. And then you got the, the guy at the bottom, Drew Luck. I had to look up a photo of this guy. And <laughs> this is a good point. Look, this is a good point. Look, I'm just trying to make a point that, look, Taylor, you, your specifics on your preferences of male looks does not matter, okay? Overwhelmingly, this, this theory proves to be correct, okay? Overwhelmingly, the NFL quarterback is not a bad-looking dude overall. There's probably like eight uggos in the entire league. Hey. Otherwise, everybody's fine. And they're all at the bottom of the list. Yeah, but it's because the uggos haven't grown up and been mature. What are you talking about? Again, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes. These aren't good-looking guys. Yeah, but, but Brees isn't very good, though. This is the part of it you forget. I think Michael okay, tell it to a Saints it. fan. Yeah, it's true. He's never done anything wrong at all. He's never what about done Jimmy anything Garoppolo, wrong Michael? his whole life with the Saints fans. Well, look, Jimmy G didn't make the list, and I'll tell you why. Okay, Jimmy G didn't make the list. You go against your entire point now with Jimmy G. No, no, Jimmy, oh, you, look, you got to hear me out though first. Jimmy G is beautiful. Look, quiet, be quiet. I got to tell you it's, un, it's uncomfortable how beautiful he is. It, look, this is Thank wild. you. This is – look, let me make my point, and you'll like this, Taylor. You'll like this. I can't watch football – Look, I'm glad Jimmy G's not on it. They, they suck this year, right? Because I can't sit there with my girlfriend and watch football, and Jimmy G comes on the screen. She she gets way too excited about it. What is it's, this? It's the it's the Ian Kinsler effect. Exactly. Every every single girl, every single woman in the early 2010s 
all loved Ian Kinsler and thought he was so hot, and every guy hated Ian Kinsler because of it. What about the what about the Manning brothers, Michael? What about Eli and Payton? What do you have to say about that? They're mm. probably the ugliest. Mm. You know, I think that you you've uh, you you're not helping my theory here with that. It's a new theory, though. Hey, it's man, a new theory. They're not really good. Roethlisberger. He was bad this year, though. Uh, well, he's, he's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So, so when he won the Super Bowl, he was good looking. He was better looking. He's okay. kind of a mountain. Well, it also depends on your archetype for the the perfect male figure. You know, okay. Some people so like it's a, just whatever some I people say, like it's more like it. Taylor. It's just not your type. That's what you guys keep saying. Okay. Some people like a, a misshapen head, you know, mountain man like Ben Roethlisberger who's had a bunch of trees dropped on his head. Some people like that. Some people want a bear. Some people want a twat. Oh, oh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't All right, you got anything else, Michael? No. Nah. Okay. Look, at the end of the day, it's just like everything else. So just draw up ratings. You know, no, not- no, no, no. Okay, yeah. this is safe. Right, what is going right, on? All right, Larry Johnson. Look, yeah, look, look, what is this? Look, look they're not going to put – you know, let, let's look at the Dallas Cowboys, right? You become the Dallas Cow- Cowboys quarterback, you're automatically on every commercial. You're automatically the Cheerios guy, you know. They're not going to draft just some, you know, uggo. What? You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're talking about anymore. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Yeah, good idea. You did a good job. I'm very proud of you. Uh, we got a little too much into the Larry Johnson territory. This was People's Magazine. I'm sorry. You know what? People's is too good. This was OK Magazine. This is the Bat Boy Magazine. This is hey, a national if you ever, If you ever need to stir some controversy, give me a call. OK? I'll this is what I want you to do. This isn't the controversy you... I want you to stir. I'd rather you get better. Get some gossip on relationships, man. Hey, this Come is on. my first one. Hey, if you want me to be your tabloid... Um, what do we pay you for? You know, hey, I'm the producer. Look, right, no, no, you're nothing me. now. After your segment here, oh my god, hey. you're lucky if we make you the sound guy again. You better get out of here. You better work on some things. This hey, is what hey. I want you to do, Michael. I want you to check out Larry Johnson's Twitter profile. Scroll through his feed, and you got a little too oh, deep into that into I those waters. I like, yeah. I like this guy. All right. <laughs> okay. That is, okay. All right. Well, All you right. have a good night. We'll no, talk no, to no, you I got one more point. Look, 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 y'all owe me some <laughs> gratitude because look, this the studio w- without me. This yeah, studio, we, we love you. We thank you for it. Yeah, seriously. When you clean the toilets, toilet, it looks great. All right, great. Hey, just one little respect. That's all. That's yeah. Uh-huh. A little respect. Make sure you put the blueberry freshener in this time. All right, we don't want any of that lavender crap. Just because I'm a chemical guy now doesn't mean you can say that, right? I can say whatever I want. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, that's all. That's all I'm here for. Yeah. Good night. Night. <laughs> all right, Taylor. So, what's your next uh, free agent idea you got there? What a weirdo! <laughs> oh my what god, that's, that's what you're related to, by the way. No, I'm not know, related to that. I don't know what you were even thinking by giving me that, but that just wasn't what I was about. Yeah, I think he. I think he needed a little bit more seasoning on that chicken. Oh my God. So what's the what's the next free agent that you have for? All right. So my next free agent, but this one hasn't really chosen a team here, but I think he's going to be a big factor. Yeah, this is um, the idea. We're trying to find good spots for teams. We're playing matchmaker. Okay. So for my matchmaker here, I want Golden Tate on the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. I think it would just be amazing. And I know that they have so many wide receivers, uh, blah, 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 and all that. I just think that would be just flawless for me where it, no matter what He's you like would forget. though. And, and you would forget about him. Yeah, and no so. matter what, Tate makes the big play. It's all about Tate being able to take that pay cut. If he takes that pay cut and he goes to Kansas City and you have Tyreek Hill and Golden Tate and then whoever you have, Pringle Man, you have Harden, you have anybody – I just think that that would be just incredible. Well, if he signed like a two million dollar contract, I yeah, 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 I'm telling you, no more than five. Not even five. Well, it has to be like two million dollars. It has to be like July, and then Golden Tate signs to the Kansas City Chiefs. I still think it'd be really solid, though. I mean, it'd be great. So I got, I got my next one here is Corey Lindsley. It's the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Pouncey was hurt this year. He's not going to play for him anymore. The Chargers are like set up well, but. 
their offensive line was only bad last year. Uh, it was hurt, and they're all free agents this year. So they had to replace like you know three fifths of their offensive line. Um, the only players that they have left, they, they're going to lose their center, Damfini. Forrest Lamp is a free agent. They're going to lose Russell Okung, I believe. Well, Russell Okung was traded to the Carolina Panthers. They're thinking about releasing Trey Turner and trying to trade him as well. And he was injured for a good portion of last season too. Uh, left tackle, Sam Tevy is also going to be a free agent too. I think Corey Lindsley could be had um, as a way to like kind of anchor down the interior some. And like if you have a really great center, it lessens the impact of your guards that you have as well too. And so I think, I think Lindsley is a really good spot for the Los Angeles Chargers. No, I agree. And so do you think that's what really the Los Angeles Chargers are going to be going into here when it comes to even the draft is that we're just going to be building up the line in order to be able to protect Herbert the entire time of his career? I think a little bit. I think in the draft, they take a tackle probably. And I think also like they're going to have to add at least two starters in, uh, to their offensive line upcoming as well. And I think they're going to release Trey Turner too to save $11.5 million in cap space. I, you know what I think also? I think they're going to release Mike Williams. I think this is a really good Will Fuller spot. I think Will Fuller, Will Fuller would be spectacular with the Chargers. I was going to say, do you not think that they would be kind of going after a big name here, a.k.a. Godwin? That would work as well, too. Godwin would and be very good. That was kind of my next one that I was going to bring up, is that with him not uh, obviously being a free agent now, and you wouldn't think that Tampa would pay him anything considering they have Antonio on the back burner and nobody's going to give him more. You don't have to give him any money. So I would imagine that if Chris Godwin wants that big paycheck, since now he has the ring, why not go and be with the young stud? Who's just going to feed you. All right. Okay. <laughs> what? What? That was a I, good one. I love, I love the young stud. He's just going to feed me. What's uh, good? I, I think, I think Godwin's great. I think Fuller is great for the charge. I think the charges thing is they need to get like, at least two starting offensive linemen. They need to get another wide receiver as well, too. Uh, and like they can, they need to get like one or two cheap linebackers also. And I think if they can nail down those three things, they're going to be a Super Bowl contender next year. No, I, I completely agree with you. And it's all about because with Herbert, the Sherbert, he just needs to be matured. And the moment that he's matured, he's going to be able to improve on things. He just needs that team around him, which if they just get those individual weapons, because they don't have a bad team overall at all. It's just kind of adding those individual pieces, which if they accomplish that, they're going to be solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston football three in the chat said, I think the chargers will go after Taylor Maladin. I think that's a good idea too. Maladin played right tackle for the Panthers was a very good right tackle there for him. Um, is going to be a free agent this year. I think that's another possibility. I mean, their tackle play last year with Herbert as crazy was they were, you know, Tevi and Trent Scott. And uh, they, Oh, they also had this like D two, they had this guy named Pipkin who started offensive tackle for them also last year. Not very good. It was really bad, and Herbert was still uh, really great. The only team that was really able to shut him down was the Patriots, who you know blitzed him to death over and over again in that game. Uh, the next one I have here, you ready for this? Jameis Winston, the Washington oh. football team. Give it to you, me. Give it no, to me. No, you wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want that. Yeah, I would. No, I, think the, I think the Chargers already have nope. good deep threat receivers. And just like let Winston hand the ball off a lot to a play action passing game. And then just let him be Ryan Tannehill. Let him throw, let him, let him do run, run, throw deep. Just let me Ryan Tannehill. I think Jameis can do that. I just don't think it's a good fit. And it's only because with Washington, what is he going to really have? It's pretty much going to be McLaurin. So it's you relying on Jameis to be able to just bomb it downfield. I, I just don't think that Ron Rivera is going to want Jameis at all, to be honest with you. I just don't see that working out with the relationship. I see Jameis staying with New Orleans. I am. Uh, that's fair, too. That's fine, too. I, I think they're going to go how with, they don't. I think they're going to go with uh, Taysom Hill. But you know that he's not going to be like the guy forever. And you know that eventually, if anything, he'll be banged up. I feel like that Jameis, dude, Drew Brees told Jameis that he was the guy. And if Drew Brees said that, that's all that matters. That's what he told him on the sideline. Maybe we had this conversation before. I think he said, let's go get some cheese. No, he said. You did not say get some cheese. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. 
No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.